Welcome back to Reel It In, where we talk about movies and TV and a whole bunch of other fun stuff and we shenanigans. And I'm joined today, as as always, from my three compadres to my left, Andrew, across the way, Kevin, and then to my right, Ben. Today we are talking about the raid, but first, as always. We shall talk about what we've been watching. Uh huh. What have you been watching? Uh, what have I? Oh, uh, Fresh Off the Boat. That's pretty much the only Fresh thing. Fresh Off the Boat. Oh. And WandaVision, the new last episode of WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Good. You need a, but, uh, a Randall Park fix. Yeah. It, we've been watching uh, WandaVision as like, man, I miss Randall. So I hopped back into Fresh Off the Boat where I stopped and. I've been watching it constantly. It's still, it's still like the one of the few shows that actually make me laugh out loud. Yeah, I'm surprised that it's. I did the same thing. I watched like the first three seasons, and then mm-hmm. I just kind of fell off. It, it was good. There was no mm-hmm. reason why I fell off it, and it is very funny. I'm surprised it's still going. Like it's one of those shows. I'm like, good. I'm happy that it's still on the air because it came on around the time, same time that like Blackish. And a couple of other mm-hmm. similar shows. The Goldbergs around there too. Goldbergs. Yeah. Uh, Goldbergs, yeah. I think, before. was a little bit before. I think Goldbergs that was around is, Mo- Goldbergs Modern is on Family. like season nine oh, or wow. something like that. Modern Family, no, it came well after Modern Family. No, I'm saying I think Goldbergs and Modern is Family. shortly after Modern yeah. Family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much, absolutely. Kevin. Uh. Show wise, literally the only thing I watched was WandaVision. <laughs> uh, I did watch a documentary about social media. Mm. Oh, is it the? It's oh, why it's am I forgetting on the Netflix? Name of it? Yeah, it's called uh, "Our Social Dilemma." Yeah, the so- yep, the social yeah. dilemma. That's it. I watched that, and it it wasn't like anything I didn't really already know, but I thought it was interesting that um, a lot of these ex social media guys kind of formed this organization um, to advocate for like more humane social media practices, I guess. Um, It's very, very heavily focused on like how you as the user are like the product that's Mm -hmm. being sold to uh, advertisers. And lately I've just been thinking about, specifically Facebook, I'm like, I've been questioning why I even have a Facebook lately, because it seems like when I get on there, I'm looking more at ads than anything else. And most of the time, it's I like, hear like every, every third or fourth thing you see is an ad for mm-hmm. something. I hear that about Instagram too. Instagram's getting that way. Yeah. It, and because you, because of cookies and stuff, they know what you've been searching. Mm-hmm. So it's that targeted, uh, advertisement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of the documentary itself, I thought some of the, uh, they had some like, um, I don't know what you call them, enactments of like, they made it as if the AI or the, the program was like a person and stuff. Uh-huh. And I was like, it was, it was kind of corny. I'm not going to lie. It was like this guy that cloned himself twice and he was like, oh yeah, this, he's doing this. Let's give him this ad. Oh. Yeah, and those Netflix documentaries, like it's a double edged sword because there's good information and there's bad information and they all have like a goal that they're trying to set out and, and tell. Mm-hmm. Right? Like there was a one that was a couple of years ago that had to do with like veganism 
and there's like like there's good things in it but like they told a lot of lies they left a lot of stuff out and they do that it's more in the diet world obviously with mm-hmm. the documentary style of things but yeah. when you're trying to tell a specific story it's not as exciting if you just be like oh we're a little bit more nuanced with everything so they do make it seem a little bit more doom and gloom and it just confirms like people who are conspiracy theorists or they have whatever they're just like oh i knew it the robots here they come and it's just like you know what are we trying to do here? yeah and it's unfortunate sometimes with those ones the ending was like this brother and sister like somehow accidentally get involved in some kind of political rally and then they both end up getting arrested by accident and i'm like this is a little too much. Yeah, yeah. I think. Like, I, I get the message they were trying to say, you know, about, like, how social media has made politics, like, way more toxic and bad. But that that whole storyline was really bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm always interested with those. Welcome to the new political podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm always interested with those things of, like, how truly toxic things are. Mm-hmm. Or how do they make things seem like the silent, the silent, the, the, was it the silent majority and the loud minority type of a thing of like mm-hmm. how truly toxic are all, all the people like in the, because it sells, it makes, you know, but it's, you just never know. Like, are people really this angry or does the thought of the anger make more people angry type of a thing? The perception of it. Yeah. The yeah. perception of it all. So it's like with video games, yeah. uh, you th- you'd think that Last of Us Two would not have sold many at all if you looked at Twitter, yeah. but yeah, it sold millions. Same yeah, with, same with Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean it happens. <laughs> it happens in the movie and TV realm as well. Like we can talk about Wandavision right now, but one of the things I was seeing with Wandavision, and there's a couple of places I look at reviews, and I'm just I I do this thing where like if I'm about to watch something, I like seeing what people review on it, so it gives me a general concept of what other people are saying about it and then at the end of it i go i try my best not to let it inform my decision if someone goes oh my gosh this is a nine out of ten and then i go see the movie and i expect it to be a nine out of ten i try i still try to curb my expectations but it it gives me a set point for what i think other people are thinking about it and then i can go i have no idea what this person is talking about both good and bad they either too high or too low and one of the things i saw with the last couple of wandavision episodes was that when WandaVision first started, consistently it was very high, like 9 out of 10s, 4 out of 5s, different things like that. But the last two or three episodes, people were like, oh, it's a 6 out of 10 or it's a 7 out of 10. But when I'm on Twitter, you know, read on sports stuff and everyone else is talking about WandaVision, a lot of the people are like, oh my God, WandaVision is so incredible. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be this disconnect. And yeah. I think sometimes reviewers get wrapped up in of like, you're not allowed to be happy about stuff. And WandaVision is an interesting TV show in that I I was talking to my sister about it. I would be okay with anyone's opinion on WandaVision. Mm-hmm. If someone goes, yeah. I didn't like it, it's not for me, totally yeah. understand. Mm-hmm. If I if someone else comes like, eh, it's meh. Or if someone else came and be like, oh my God, that's my one of my favorite TV shows I've ever yeah. seen in my entire life, I would totally respect all three of those decisions just because of the the type of show that it is yeah and what it tries to do and would you uh what'd you guys think of the finale i enjoyed it i was happy that she's like officially scarlet witch and she has the whole you know an actual official costume instead of just like a red suit i really like the costume yeah i like that um, a lot i, yeah, I know agreed. what her comic book costume I, because that was the halloween yeah kind of episode but this costume is like awesome to me yeah 
I also like that in the last three episodes, she was in those uh, sweatpants and oh, because like hoodie because yeah. she was having a me day on yeah. the last episode before it went into real yeah. real life. Well, because the, the the overall TV show only takes place like over a week yeah. or mm-hmm. something like that, so. Um, it definitely made it seem like it, it gives off the feel of like she's been in this New Jersey place for a very long time, but each era was only a, a day. Mm-hmm. So it's like there was only a couple of eras that it started out in. So it hadn't been very long that those people were trapped there. But I, I agree with you, Andrew. Like it was pretty cool what they did with the costume and then how they handled her transition from wanda to the mm-hmm. scarlet witch and then almost like left it off of just like is she a villain can she be a villain yeah so and with her messing with like the dark hold stuff um i think that will be interesting to see where that goes the dark hold stuff yeah so i'm pretty sure that was the dark hold which is a actual book in oh the, the book sh- the yeah in the shield tv show Oh boy! Um, because there's a an AI that gets a hold of it and becomes sentient, and like almost, and then causes them to go into like this virtual, almost like House of M, hmm. uh, virtual world by using them. That and oh okay yeah, and that Ghost Rider that's the season that Ghost Rider shows up and has to take her out. Nicholas Cage. No, no, it's okay. different. Different Ghost Rider. What about um, you? No, go ahead, Ken. But yeah, Here, so I, th- I think, I think it'll be interesting to see. I think she, she is a important part of Doc, the next Doctor Strange movie. So I think this just leads into that, and I think what we've been talking about. I'm pretty sure uh, the villain's going to be Mephisto. Yeah. Mm. And for uh, the people that don't know, who is Mephisto, Andrew? He's like the. Lord of Hell. Yeah. Alright, thanks Andrew. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> ben, what did you think of the overall WandaVision finale and show? I enjoyed it. That was a good Ben answer. <laughs> thanks Ben. You're welcome. When Ben says he enjoyed it, it's like a seven. <laughs> oh, really? Is that yeah. accurate? I think so. I yeah. think anything he really, really enjoys, he has more to say about. No, it's it's just it was good MCU. Good MCU. Good MCU. <laughs> yeah. Good MCU. And good I MCU. like that uh, Vision is back now as White Vision. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because he did the. He the took Theseus all his ship. memories. Yeah, they had the Theseus ship, uh, which is becoming one of my new favorite memes out there. Have you guys seen it? <laughs> no. No. So the, they'll show like a uh, like one of them is they'll show Chuck E. Cheese. And then, like, in the middle of, like, a desert, there's, like, the broken-down Chuck E. Cheese as a robot. And they're like, have you heard of the Theseus ship before? <laughs> and, like, so, like, what is real? Um, so that I love that that interaction between the two visions. That was one of my mm-hmm. favorite parts of the, the show's in, entirety. But then when he, like, unlocks his memory and he's like, I am Vision, and he flies away, it just leaves things open of, like, yeah. what does this mean? Like... <laughs> Now that he has his memories, is he as close as you can to the actual vision? Do they use this as, like, like you're talking about, like, does does the Scarlet Witch kind of almost become semi-villainous 
for the Doctor Strange movie and the Vision has to step in and that's when they allow hmm. yeah. and that's when I they bring Vision back to I also everything. like how it of course two intelligent beings would just stop fighting when one of them brings up an opinion yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's like Be- elaborate. because he's because of him being a, a robot and an intelligence he's like my directive is to destroy the vision mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's like ah but i'm not the real vision and he's like oh, oh. Yeah. quandary <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was yeah that was really really cool I, I definitely thoroughly enjoyed that what about you kevin uh, what about the whole the show as a as a whole not just the finale what'd you think um you know, funny enough, I think after the f- first couple of episodes, I wasn't really that into it. Um, I think the sitcom stuff was funny, but I was kind of questioning, like, okay, what is this show doing? Because it felt like it was just, you know, the first couple of episodes were just the sitcom stuff, mostly. And then you'd have little little hints of, of things. But I think the episode where, like, Randall Park and Monica show up was when I got into the show because it was like, okay, here we go. There's like something going on here. And then I was telling Ben this, but um, I think it was the last episode, not the finale, but the episode with her like childhood and upbringing. Hmm. I said that episode made Scarlet Witch like probably one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because just, you know, knowing now that, and, and I like the way they tied the sitcom stuff in. Like she did that. Because it kind of reminded her of her, her childhood family, yeah. with her parents and her brother. And um, it also made me realize after um, Vision died, it just completely like broke her because she lost her parents, she lost her brother, she lost, you know, the love of her life. And so she like this, this whole like alternate universe is a result of her just like reaching her, her breaking point. Because I, I never felt like in the MCU, the movies, she she didn't really um, stick out to me. She was kind of just there. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and absolutely. I was like, okay, I don't. She was more the magic, like, oh, she's just very powerful, and she's kind of just going to be there when they need magic. And then there was the her and Vision thing. Yeah, but I I definitely agree with you. She was one of the least exciting characters in the Avenger movies. It, it makes more sense now because I think she was a loner because. You know, it kind of, they explain sort of why she's that way. And they, to their credit, like they couldn't do much with her because her character is was tied to Fox. That's true. And so. Yeah, they can't even call her the Scarlet yeah, Witch. And, so. But now they can. Yeah. Even though, even though everyone called her Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. that. Like, yeah. When, when he said uh, she doesn't have a name or something, and I was like, oh, yeah. They've never. They've never. Every, like, the media, even uh, Disney and Marvel, like, when they present her, they don't present her as it's Wanda. They, Wanda, it's, it's Scarlet Witch. But in the movies, they never call her that. Yeah. yeah. She's just Wanda. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> All right, Andrew. The time has come. <laughs> what have you been watching? Uh, what? Yeah. Um, a lot of anime. Uh, Whoa. Most shocking. <laughs> Mostly romance anime. What is, what is happening? <laughs> I don't understand. We need a theme song to introduce Andrew's yeah. Anime Corner. Yeah. Andrew's <laughs> Anime Corner. <laughs> uh, I watched a lot. I'll only talk about the ones that I thoroughly enjoyed. I enjoyed all of it, but anime 
does this thing where they go, hey, we want to make a adaption of this manga. And then two seasons in go, now we're just going to cancel it. So then there's a lot that I watched. <laughs> that is true. That where it's like, oh, well, it's canceled. And so then I'm not, I don't have anything to watch anymore. It really draws on the question of like, how much manga is there? There's a lot. There's a lot. There's, a lot. there's oh literally buildings in Tokyo that are like, what, 14 stories high. And it's just like manga on every level. And then like. I have found that manga is very different than, like, comic books here. Like, comic books here, you'll have a team of, like, a writer and uh, an artist and maybe a penciler and a a, a colorist. Uh, but there they have, like, departments for manga. So, like, you have people who are churning out. It's like a, it's like an office job to create manga. So interesting. It just it just gets pumped out. Mm-hmm. Um, the two ones that that's why I, there's filler. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and then filler usually comes from series that have a point person who's doing pretty much everything. Like One Piece is drawn by one dude and written by one dude, and so there's a lot of filler there. Naruto was uh, a man and his wife team, hmm. and then. Bleach, I think, was also. Uh, Dragon Ball does Akira Toriyama. He's the main artist. He's the main artist. Okay, yeah. So, except for GT, which is terrible. But. Yeah. Um, but the two that what, I you didn't like GT. Well, I I don't think he did GT. Was that Super Saiyan Four? Right, they introduced yeah. GT with and the like, red the red hair and Goku and... getting like changed back into a kid. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like Gran Turismo either. Oh, you're the worst. <laughs> uh, oh, you don't like Gran Turismo. Not really a racing fan. Oh, okay. The two that I enjoyed, though, one was called Spice and Wolf, which was I was talking to you guys about. This one was actually acceptable name. Yeah, Yeah. this was a. This one actually I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, in which it was like a, it was like a traveling merchant, um, finds a like, wolf, demigod, um, and she named Spice and Wolf. Yeah, and so then he. Like, promises to take her to her home in the north. And then, so it's just, like, a lot of, like, the negotiations in the trade market and how this world, like, traders are almost noble. And so he's trying to become a a merchant with his own shop. And so it's just, it was a really cool story of um, just medieval trading. And then, like, they have to deal with the church and the fact that she's a wolf demigod. Um, the problem is, is season two, there's only two seasons and it doesn't end the series and it came out in 2009. So then so I won't never end. <laughs> yeah. And so I had to go and so, read the manga. Uh, yeah. Oh, you're done. <laughs> I, there's no way, there's no way I'm re- watching two seasons of a show and then not finding out how this no, freaking story No, I, I respect it. I think that's really smart. I think the same time that you dedicate to that, you could just research before starting a show to see if it ends. So I do now. Okay. That, right. like, that was, I, after two name. seasons, I was like, yeah, never mind. I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I have to figure out. Uh, and then the... Last one that I actually just watched last night um, was ca- called Love, Chunabio, and Other Delusions. 
which is a that's a little bit more akin to what I expect from your <laughs> TV show name. Um, and it's about high schoolers who have experienced trauma, so they create like imaginary settings, like um, kind of like Wandavision. I was gonna say, yeah, similar. Actually, it like it's it's very real. Of um, like we need to call the, Disney. The nerdy kids. Are you aware that you stole <laughs> this... from Chinobi? <laughs> And other delusions. And other delusions. Uh, But no, the story is, like, there's this girl that her dad died, and instead of accepting it, she creates this, like, mission that she needs to go on to bring him back, and there, like, there's a bureau that's out to get her, and her sister is the head of it, and so it's, and the main character is her neighbor, who becomes friends with her, and so it's him dealing with her as she's dealing with these delusions that she's created um, to hide that trauma. Um, Hmm. And it was just really, really good of like, as cause he used to also do that. And so it's, he's like, he understands where she comes from. That's pretty deep. And so, yeah, no, like by the end, it was really, really good. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Well, I just created three friends to do a podcast with. That's (laughs) So I'm not real. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> so <laughs> you're watching all that anime. <laughs> oh no! Plot twist. My mind. <laughs> I've always Andrew been. is actually Anthony watching the anime. I'm your anime persona. You're my anime persona. That's funny. That's that's pretty good. Uh, so I've been watching a couple of things. So first, I think I talked about it before, but I I I would be remiss if I didn't at least mention again. So way when we started back this podcast up again, we talked about things we watched over the summer that were impactful. And I don't, I don't remember if I talked about it. So if I did talk about it, I'm going to talk about it again. That's how much it's important to me is this TV show called Dave. I've talked to you guys about it before. That's the, uh... That's the Little Dicky yeah, yeah, yeah. rapper show. Oh, okay. um, there's, the reason why I bring it up is because I follow them on social media and they just started filming season two. So it's on the top of my mind. And I just, I got to go and be like, you guys got to watch Dave. It's on Hulu. It's 10 episodes. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't give it the time of day because it's a FX show about a white rapper from Philadelphia. So there's like, and his rapper name is Lil Dicky. And so there's like, like, they just like, they don't give any credit. And it's actually one of the most like heartfelt character driven deep shows that I've watched in a long time that does such a great job of balancing comedy and serious things like racism and uh, complicated relationships. And like, it's just, it, it tackles like one of the main characters. I don't want to spoil a ton of things. His name is Gata. Um, he deals with um, a certain thing that you just don't expect or attach to rappers or even just like African-Americans that you don't even think about because a lot of times when you think about the certain disease, you think of white people or white children in particular. Um, so it was just, it, the episode's one of the best episodes I, of television I've watched probably in my entire lifetime. And it's like the fourth or fifth episode. Hmm. And that was like, that's what showed me on the sh- sold me on the show of like, oh, this show is like top tier, one of the best shows I've watched in a long, long time. So watch Dave, give it a time of day. That's what I've heard yeah. from it, people. It's adult. It. It's adult. Like, don't be like... Adult. I can't watch that. Like, yeah, it's like, they do, like, they talk about, like... Adult. Sex, they Here. talk about sex stuff. They Here. talk about rapping. Like, Kevin can only watch Like, PTK. there's a lot of, there's a lot of things. 
involved into it. So like, if you're just like, oh, I can't believe he, you know, suggested the show, and now they're talking about, you know, sexual it. positions and different things. I'll let my parents know about yeah, it. Yeah. So, yeah. I think I think Text everyone them. should watch it, even <laughs> despite all those things. But I just wanted to give that a shout out because the next, the only other three movies I watched, three since the last uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, are all animated movies. So because I there've been like family movie nights. So I watched Ratatouille again oh, um, a couple of movie. nights ago and yeah, like I like Ratatouille is always one of those ones when you talk about like Pixar movies, you're just like, you know, there's whatever 20 some odd 20 plus Pixar movies. You're like, "Oh, Ratatouille is like 12th." Like dead set right in the the center. It's in my top 5. Yeah, but <laughs> Well, I mean, well, congratulations, congratulations, Andrew. I, I'm just talking about the yeah, general, yeah, the general consensus yeah, yeah, alongside right. Cars and no, no, cars, no, 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 cars, cars Two, Cars Two, Cars Two, and the Good Dinosaur. Those are bottom tier. Those no, are, no, yeah, you just named bottom tier. Yeah, yeah. On. I know that was the joke. Uh, <laughs> it was a good joke. Red uh, Two is not bottom tier. <laughs> no, but the, watching of like it just reminds you, like first of all, Pixar's just so good. So even yeah. just. Even if the general consensus of it's a middle tier Pixar movie, it's still in a really good yeah, movie. Yeah. But then after watching it, I'm like, no, this isn't even middle tier. This is like, I think it's on par with like Incredibles and mm-hmm. Up and yeah. the ones that people consider like some of the best. I don't think things touch Toy Story specifically. No. I think I think t- Toy Story is the cream of the crop. Top tier. Like yeah. I just don't know how you top. Toy Story, mm-hmm. um, but this is there. Like you know, Ratatouille's in that that second tier, and it's it was very heartwarming and um, the music funny, and really the music good. is really good, yeah. and just like the concept of like food and anyone can cook. Like I, I think what's really interesting of like the opening premise of the movie is that um, there's this big chef who starts a restaurant. It's a five star restaurant. And then a critic comes in and and he tastes his food and he gives it a bad review and he loses a star and the cook passes away. But basically the cook, before he passed away, he wrote a book called Anyone Can Cook. And that's what spurned said critic to come to the restaurant because the critic's like, not anyone can cook. And that like, because of that, that's why he went in and tried to write a negative review that ended up like breaking this chef's heart and he ended up passing away because of it but the concept of anyone can cook isn't saying that anyone can cook is anyone has the potential to cook if they right. were to seize it and then they use that within this movie of here's this rat who has this very special talent and that he can cook so it's not i, I just i think a lot of times people get wrapped up in anyone can do this right you're like not anyone can do mm-hmm. this or everybody's this way it's it's not like everybody's like people take things sometimes so literally Mm-hmm. And this movie did such a great job of being like, no, 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 that's not that you're missing the point. We're trying to have you open your heart into accepting that anyone could cook, not anyone is going to be a good cook, mm-hmm. which kind of follows this theme of some of the other mo- uh, movies I've watched uh, where, well, not this one in particular. So we watched Sponge on the Run. Which is the new SpongeBob, <laughs> SpongeBob movie, movie that just came out? The three D one, right? The three D one. Which is that the one with uh, Keanu? Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. is Sage. So it is both good and bad. It is an hour and a half long episode of SpongeBob. Okay. With a different animated style, so they do a good job of making it an hour and a half long episode. So I mean that in a good way, but also at the same time as a bad way, 
Because like, it's an hour and a half of SpongeBob. Because, no, I love SpongeBob. I'll watch an hour and a half of SpongeBob. I, I think SpongeBob is yeah incredibly underrated. Um, no, it's, it's, it's just one of the most rated. popular shows of all time. It's it's, it's rated. No, it's it's, it's rated. Probably, <laughs> probably rated. It's probably SpongeBob. Uh, where it's if you like SpongeBob, you like this movie. You have to get used to the art style. If you don't like SpongeBob, you're not gonna like this movie. You know, I'm not like, gonna so like it this is, movie. It is one of those things where like. It has its moments that are pretty funny. Like Keanu Reeves is a uh, his he is a sage, but he's essentially a tumbleweed of sage. Mm. He's like <laughs> so like again like that's the kind of comedy in it. But again, the deeper point of the the show is is about being nice and fr- and friendly because what happens is Gary is taken by Poseidon because Poseidon is afraid of getting old, so he uses snails to wipe his face so that he stays young. Mm, And mm. his snail just ran out of juice, so he cast him down to the dungeons, and he needs a new snail, so they find Gary, and they take him. And so the point of the movie is SpongeBob on his way to save Gary the snail. Um, But what happens is shenanigans happen. Vin's so done. No, but (laughs) shenanigans happen, and they basically get caught and they put on get put on trial and basically at the trial everyone stands up for spongebob of why he's such a good friend Mm. and what it means to be a good friend and he's always loving he's all happy and he gives everyone again trying to give a message to stuff which kind of goes into the last two movies one i didn't watch recently but they are connected of the last two disney first time watching anime movies i watched pixar was soul Mm-hmm. And then I just watched Raya the Last Dragon, which I won't spoil mm-hmm. because you yeah. haven't watched it yet. But both these movies kind of hit at the right time for me personally. Mm. In that Soul, if, have you guys seen Soul? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. And it just, one of those things is you get older and um, you deal with the, the idea of mortality and what is life, what is the purpose of life, and all this stuff. And Soul kind of hit on that a little bit of like, mm-hmm. what does it mean to live a good life? And the concept of an afterlife. And Raya, again, without spoiling too much, has Raya arguably maybe one of my favorite Disney animated movies of all time, period. Mm. It is so good. It, it it's an inverted up. Okay. Down. And what I mean by this mm. is up <laughs> up the best part of up is the first thirty five minutes. And then it kind of waits. To, to me is the first 35 minutes and then like the last 15. Yeah. So yeah. this movie is better than that in my opinion in that even the first 35 minutes which are pretty good the, it's the last 35 minutes that are excellent. Okay. And this, the moral of the story that Raya tries to tell is one of the most powerful and potent and necessary for where we are currently as a society mm-hmm. of this idea of coming together and loving each other and trust and again i don't want to talk about too much because i I know you you want to watch it so Mm -hmm. i don't want to spoil anything that happens but it does such a great job of getting its point across without beating you over the head but what's interesting about it is it's it is very predictable when you watch the movie you go well this this is going to happen to this person they're going to do this. This is going to happen here. Oh, like you get the point of the movie. It's not groundbreaking in its element of storytelling beat by beat by beat. Mm-hmm. But the way that it, it ends and the story it tries to get across, I can't think of 
any other Disney or Pixar movie since, <clears throat> other than Soul, which is the reason why I bring up Soul, that mm-hmm. tries to tackle such a grandiose idea of meaning and life mm-hmm. and purpose. Because a lot of times these movies have to do with like singular events or singular like the idea of up dealing is dealing with grief (laughs) right or incredibles is about family or like they're just very singular stories where i what i think is so beautiful about raya is it it's a massive point like Mm -hmm. it's trying to talk to every single person and then also at the same time it it's it does inclusion correctly this is an eastern film and every single person cast in it is an Eastern actor. It has, you know, B.D. Wong. It has uh, Kelly Marie Tran. It has... Um, Aquafina. Aquafina. Mm-hmm. Like, every person Kevin who's... Kevin Abahai. Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> I don't think what a douchebag. <laughs> uh, it's just one of those things where, like, they do a really good job of, like, not whitewashing characters mm-hmm. where it's just like, I'm going to make this Asian character and then cast a white person to uh, voice it. You know, every single voice actor is of Eastern descent. Mm. And also it, it pays tribute to the lore. Like it feels like it cares about um, Eastern culture and Eastern religion and Eastern mythology. Um, while at the same time where the main characters are all extensively female. Mm. And very strong, powerful female characters that also show emotion at the same time. But it again, it isn't like a lot of people go, oh, strong female characters. There are certain people go, boring. But they, there are, they do at the same time, there is a really good balance of when you take a step back and you look at this movie, you go, there's 10 really good characters in this movie, right? Six are female, four are male. So it's it again. It's they. It does a really good job of showing just balance. balance. Yeah. So like, I want to give credit where credits due is because a lot of times I think people try to do inclusion for inclusion's sake, and then when a movie, it it, it it's not like, it's not a revolutionary idea to go like we're making a movie about Chinese or Japanese or Eastern mythology. We're just gonna cast asian people like that isn't like oh my god that's such wow i've never thought of that but it's just like okay that's cool that you did that and you know what i'm saying so it just right. it was really really cool i dev ride the last dragon it's worth the 30 bucks that you pay on disney plus um especially watch it with your family animation is it's top notch. top notch it's really good it's a it's an excellent movie definitely suggest that cool all right I'll well We'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the raid. And we're back here to talk about the raid. The redemption. Uh, Talking about uh, Disney taking the idea from there. Wow, someone needs to talk to uh, Dread because that was straight up <laughs> a remake of the Raid. Yeah, so the Raid Redemption basically is a. Uh, I want to say it's Indonesian. It's an Indonesian film uh, directed by uh, Garth Evans, where basically the premise of it is there's this police team that is tasked with taking down a drug lord 
who's on the 15th level of this apartment complex and all the people within the apartment complex essentially work for him and things go haywire and then they must basically fight their way up level by level trying to get to the drug lord. Uh, what do you guys think of the Raid Redemption? It's really hot in Indonesia. They sweat a lot. <laughs> Drew. <laughs> they sweat a lot. Well, I mean, but it's a crappy air uh, um, apartment apartment building. There isn't a lot of air it conditioning might be during there. Summertime. They're also like running, fighting, dying. Yeah, it was just funny. Like, I I thought it was great because you know I like seeing people who they aren't glamorized, and so it was just yeah. Really this movie is very raw in that mm-hmm. essence, but it's one of those things where like if you ever actually gone three to five rounds all out boxing or mm-hmm. jujitsu or any of that it is I, you do i'll do is, one round and i'm going to be just it is taxing sweating. and yeah. it's exhausting yeah. so no they mm. do they like yeah as I, you were saying they i really, really enjoyed this movie uh i saw it a while ago um and fell in love with it the first time um the i think this it has a the effect that i think you understand as well is the second one is just so much more um, that this one <coughs> kind of feels shallow in a way compared. Yeah, it's, in, it's in a, a weird way. It's not like it is. It is the John Wick to John Wick 2. Yeah, it is such a great just, example of like when you watch John Wick, the first one. Yeah. It could even be your favorite John Wick. And I would understand with the raid if you watch the two, the first one may be your favorite yeah. one. But. All you want to do after watching the first one is go watch the second when one. You've, when you've seen the second one, yeah. Um, but I just love the choreography. Um, the, the acting of the choreography as well. Like, the acting itself is not the greatest. Uh, and the story is pretty basic. But I just love the choreography. And I love the main character of just, like, you know... Oh, Rama? Yeah, he just, he wants to get through this, but also that he cares about his police buddies. Um, at one point, he even calls them his best friends. And so it's just like, <coughs> it could have been a loner kind of thing, but it wasn't. What about well, you, Ben? Have you seen the raid book? No, this was the first time. I kept meaning to get around to it because I hear how awesome <coughs> it was, but just never did. And I love how uh, low budget it felt. Mm-hmm. Maybe Indonesia is broken down, but it felt really like a decrepit, broken down. Yeah, the environment. area that they shot it in was yeah. just like, how are people? It like, looked, it looks like buildings that are abandoned, mm-hmm, but right. now people are actually living in them. Yeah, and it it just looked like somebody got a camera and wanted to make like a YouTube thing, but it's all professional fight choreographers doing it. And yeah, like Andrew was saying, the the choreography it. A lot of times felt like a dance, mm-hmm. how everybody moved and like flipping and backflips and jumping back and kicking and stuff. It was really cool to see. Yeah, it's in it's the style of fighting that I really enjoy because it it's very extensive on using elbows and knees. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times in movies and martial art movies or different things like that, it's just something that it's lost where you don't see a lot of elbow and knee, and a lot of time it is very kick-focused, it is very punch-focused, grapple-focused, where this is different because you're fighting in hallways, you're very close to each other. Just being able to draw back and get a good punch in when you're that close just isn't very feasible. 
So learning to do forearm strikes and elbow strikes and knee strikes are just so potent. Also, on top of it, that's just hard bone. And it's just so much more painful and dangerous and less hurtful to you when you strike someone with your knee or you strike someone with your elbow than trying to punch someone or trying to kick someone. Um, so it did, it did such a good job of just showing that balance of how to use your body in these different styles. What about you, Kevin? First time watching, what'd you think? Buddy? First time, um, I really liked it. I think, uh, I noticed about halfway through the movie that I was sitting at the edge of my chair, like the whole time I was just like, I know, like I noticed, I noticed that. Yeah. And I think I, and I talked to you guys about this, but when the first, uh, the main character's name is Rama. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rama. Okay. Yeah, when he had his first fight in the hallway, I was like, it felt like when you're on a roller coaster and you're like, okay, here's the drop. I was like, here we go, here we go, here we go. And then he just, you know, proceeds to beat up 20 people. Yeah. In that hallway. They just keep coming. Um, no, I really liked it. I agree. It's a, it's a very simple movie. Like, but it's kind of, uh, to me, like what I love about Mandalorian, where it doesn't have to be, you know, simple storytelling can be good if it's done well. You don't mm-hmm. have to have, yeah. like, I'm not knocking Christopher Nolan, but it doesn't have to be that level of, like, plot, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, oh, this thing's going well, back and it's forth. it's inevitably the problem with, like, The Last Jedi is it's too big brain <laughs> for its own good, right? Like, it's just one of those things where a movie doesn't have to be... when uh, Earlier, when I was talking about Raya the Last Dragon, the movie is very simple. Like, the right. concept of it is... It's not groundbreaking in what they're trying to do. It's very be when Andrew, I think Andrew attests to this when he after he watches this, he knew he will go. I knew exactly what was going to happen every beat of the movie, and that doesn't matter if it's done well, mm-hmm. right. right? Sometimes just to do something, just be like, oh, I'm gonna flip things on the head, or I'm gonna be so big brain, and now you will love it. And it was almost one of the reasons when I first watched. I'm thinking of ending things, la- the last movie that we uh, talked about where my initial reaction to it was, I don't know if I like it because I wasn't sure if the movie was just trying to be big brain for big brain's sake, or if it was actually trying to tell a specific story. And when after sitting on it, I go, no, 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 no. It like everything, in the movie was there for a very particular reason. He mm-hmm. wasn't just trying to be big brain. He was, they were trying to tell a specific story yeah. and not just be like, Oh, you know, I'm just going to do this because yeah. blah, 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 blah. Like it was very, very particular. And that's what goes back to this style of movie. It's like, it's not, it's very simple. It's, yeah. you, here's a bunch of, uh, you know, martial artists that attack a building with a drug lord and they have to fight his goons. Go, make it happen. Well, and at the same time though, like because of the setup at the beginning with him and his wife and the baby, I was like, okay, that was enough for me to care about this character. And mm-hmm. like that you don't have to tell me much more. Like now I'm going to root for him every time he goes and beats up 20 people. Well, and then there's... <laughs> There's like one line of dialogue that can be missed if you aren't paying attention, which is him talking to his dad, and his he tells as him, he's leaving as he's leaving, and he says, "I'll bring him back," and that like I think I did miss that line. Yeah, and so that one line you're oh about his brother about yeah his brother. I did not I totally forgot and so about Andy and so like as you are as the movie's going on, you're like who was he talking about like and then you know when it's revealed, it's like okay. This makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they do it a lot. Where, so I will say, when you if you watch this movie, it's your first time watching it. Watch it originally in with subtitles, 
but the dub version of it, I went back and listened to it. It's not as bad. Mm-hmm. I think you okay. can watch the dub version and be perfectly fine um, watching it. Um, it doesn't take away too much. It isn't over the top of like, hey, get that guy over there. Yeah, like, yeah. For, just for like, me, it's just the hard... Uh, it's easier for me to do dubbed animation than it is dubbed real. Pizza. Oh, agree. So, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah to- like totally. Where... There's just certain things that this movie does really well of just character points, like the sergeant, right? Mm-hmm. The sergeant who's played uh, by uh, Joe Talzman, who's going to be playing Sub-Zero in the new Mortal Kombat movie, of he doesn't do a lot in this movie. He has one fight scene in particular, just mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. where he fights against Mad Dog. But they do a good job of him showing his, like the scene when they're like on the way to the apartment and he's giving the debriefing of what is happening. And he gets, Rama's like, wait a minute, why today? What's going on? And the other dude is like, hey, how about you shut your mouth? And like, he does such a good job. Like, hey, are you two done? Like, mm-hmm. Let's get our heads straight. Yeah. Let's get, like, I don't want to see an empty seat when we come back. And, <laughs> they're, mean, all like, uh, <laughs> they're all empty. Uh, they're all empty. There was no one in the back. Including his seat. <laughs> yeah, inclu- in, including his seat. So where, he didn't really see an empty seat. No, that's, oh, I mean, God. you're not wrong. <laughs> he um, didn't see any seats. He yeah. didn't see any seats. The vehicle uh, was gone. I, yeah. mean, are, <laughs> well, that's I true. mean, are the seats even real? How can you have empty seats when there's no vehicle? Yeah, there's no vehicle when it was absolutely obliterated. But, like, they do a good job with him of, like, you root for him because he is by the numbers, but he's also carrying where he's just not being a dick for dick's sake, where there is a different character that takes his takes his place of just like, here's a guy that's just a pain in the butt and by the numbers. The lieutenant. The, no, not the oh, lieutenant. Oh, the, the, the second in command. Yeah. The guy who Rama goes out of his way to save. And then he's like, even all the way through, he's like, there's the scene where, so basically what happens is a shotgun blast happens and it catches the side of his face and he has like, um, pebble, uh, not pebbles, uh, BBs, yeah, pellets, there we go, stuck in his ear, and they're trying to, like, heal him, and they're trying to give him something to bite down on. And I think he got shot in the stomach, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Where they're just, like, they're trying to give him something to bite down on, and all they have is, like, a peanut butter spreader or a butter spreader. No, they're using that to... That was to, oh, that's to right. dig that's the bullet out. Sorry, sorry. His side, yeah. And they're, they're like, pull it out. He's like, you don't have a knife? <laughs> that's <laughs> what, all you have? I also was like, wait, why don't... Why don't you have a knife? Yeah, maybe he's like he's like. Do you want chopsticks? <laughs> yeah, I wonder a if that's because maybe maybe the guy like the drug oh, lord is like, like nobody can have knives. It. Yeah, just... even though like he's got a like a bro gang of machete people mm-hmm. just like walking around like, hey man, <laughs> we're the machete guys. Yeah, it was it was great. Um, oh, th- one more thing I was gonna say is that I like how they immediately are like these guys are. Not messing around, like they—they're made to to be very intimidating because they instantly kill like five of the police mm-hmm. guys like right away. Because um, when he gives the order to like where he has the sharpshooters the take snipers, out, yeah, yeah, and then the guys take out the dude in the truck. I'm like, oh, geez, this it's is very, yeah, it's very. Surgical. This is getting bad really fast. That's when uh, that started kicking off, and I, I kept thinking like, oh, this is kind of like the uh, uh, kind of like dread, but. Much different because it's a whole group of police officers and then, oh no, they get wiped out pretty fast (laughs) Mm -hmm. and there's only a couple. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those things, speaking of dread, where this movie uses slow-mo like twice and Mm -hmm. it's never in Uh, combat. Man, believe me, 
I know. Yeah, it's never in combat. <laughs> which, the, when they do use the slow-mo that one time, or the one major time they use it, the bullet, it's right? so well done. Yeah, yeah. like there, there's the guy, the breacher has the shotgun, and he's about to shotgun the door. But little do they know that on the floor above them, there's people waiting with weapons, but they can't see them because it's pitch black. But the second the shotgun goes off, it, there's this flash, mm-hmm. and they see him, and they just get laid out. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is just like, it's really cool that in a martial arts movie that that's the only time it uses and then the, the slow-mo. The, shooting, the, shooting the kid that they the should have shot sooner. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, they should have shot. Well, that's an interesting concept. So, have you guys seen Lone Survivor? Yeah. Mark Wahlberg movie. It's based Maybe? on a true story. Oh, no, so is that the no. one? Is that the one where he ends up at the very end on like a hill by himself because his team gets wiped out? Yeah, because yeah, so he's, 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 he's the lone he survivor, saved, and then he he gets saved by the local Afghan village. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a true story. Um, the guy, the lieutenant in it, who actually goes and sets up the radio to call back, has a, a, a medal of honor, like he earned a medal of yeah. honor. Um, was that called Prometheusly? Not Prometheusly. Uh, posthumously. Yeah, posthumously. Um, because obviously he passed away um, at the events there. So basically what happens in Lone Survivor that causes all the craziness to happen is they capture a kid and they have this moral dilemma of do we kill the kid, do we not kill the kid? And they end up letting the kid go and the kid works for the Taliban. So they, mm. you know, they made the wow. wrong decision. So it's it's one of those things where in this movie in particular, of like they see this kid and the sergeant's like, wait, don't shoot him, don't shoot him type of a thing. But it turns out the kid is working for the drug lord. And because they didn't shoot him, now all these people die. And it's just, it, it. I always find those things very interesting of like, when you watch a movie, a lot of times people are like, oh, shoot the damn kid. I'm like, of course I would well, shoot the damn <clears throat> And there's, I don't and, think there's, that's what's so interesting about the singular question of, it's the idea of like, you know, it, would you kill Hitler as a baby type of a thing mm. where it's just like, is that right or is that wrong? Right. And I'm not saying that there is a right or wrong answer. I just like the idea of that moral argument. And that I think the movie does at that point, they hadn't killed anyone. Yeah, they were being very quiet. And, and so and, sur- and yeah. so it was the idea of, you know, unless they attack you, don't don't shoot, don't do anything. Right. And. The shooting of the kid is what sparked everything. Um, because I'm the sergeant probably was under the understanding that they could have at least negotiated, but since they shot first, that's what possibly, caused. yeah, that's an interesting. I mean, that's I don't know what the sergeant. I'm not saying that's what would, would have happened, I'm saying that's what the no, if the kid would have yelled, it would have gone the same way. What. Wasn't there something though that caused the kid to like turn around and run? I I can't remember. They pointed guns at him. No, but then no, they, no, dropped they lowered the gun. their they guns, guns and, and then he and then he ran because he's part of the. Oh, okay. It wasn't because I thought it was like maybe some distraction that he ran away. No, or something. No, no, no. So he okay. Yeah, so it it's one of those things where like obviously as the viewer and the movie viewer we have more information than they do. We also have hindsight, right? So it is one of those things. Interestingly enough, where like. My experience personally in Afghanistan of dealing with kids where um, it's just one of those tough things. I have I have a friend who doesn't have a leg right now because of kids in Afghanistan mm, because wow. they're the ones who uh, basically set up a situation for him to step on an IED type of a thing. So it is one of those wow. things that it's just like, man, they're, they're kids, but who are they working for? And 
they have to be held accountable, but at the same time, do you blame the kid? Like that right. kid in mm-hmm. that kid in that that singular position. Like, do you blame him for doing what he did mm-hmm. because he's grown up in this place? He doesn't his know any life. any other way. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. really like. You know, at the end of the day, of like, it just reminds me um, where there's this new TV show out with Brian Cranston, who I love a whole bunch, where he is a judge, and his son is in trouble because he ran over a kid and it turns out the kid is the son of a major mob boss so Ooh. it turns into this Wrong interesting thing know. of like where his son wanted to do the, his son turned himself in he's like i didn't mean to do it this is what happened it is a crazy misunderstanding but it ended in with the killing of another kid that was accidental but then the kid belongs to <laughs> a very bad person but the father of the person who did the murdering is a judge that is well respected and it's Brian Cranston. So it's just <laughs> it's it's just one of those things where it's just very, very interesting of Brian Cranston. Dealing Brian with. Cranston. So then Brian Cranston goes to the juggler and he kills everybody in the house. Yeah, right? I'm the one who knocks. <laughs> so, like, I think people I think speaking of Brian Cranston of like I think people forget that when he gets started, he was like the Malcolm in the middle dad. Yeah, he was. And he, he was like how, like yeah. he was never did anything wrong. He was very happy, go lucky. He didn't get mad. And like his, that's what made Breaking Bad so special in that way of his transition. But well, I, it was like uh, John Lithgow when he showed up in Dexter as like the worst serial killer ever. I was like, this guy from Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> oh, John Lithgow isn't. What are you talking about? Have you ever seen um, Cliffhanger? I no, but I've heard he's in other roles where he's like really. Yeah, uh, he's he's played the villain legit. in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, Shrek. <laughs> My um, bad. Oh yeah. Yeah. So his best role or um, <laughs> big booty. Big booty. Big booty. Uh, from uh, what kind of movies uh, are we talking about? No, no, no. no. <laughs> the the uh, whatever in the fifth dimension. Uh, Thinking, I know what you're talking about. Robocop, I can't. Robocop. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. Did not know he was in that. Yeah, he was like the main villain. I also haven't seen it, so. I thought. Oh, okay. My bad. (laughs) I thought you watched it with us. No, that was uh, somebody else. Okay, that's your other Asian friend. (laughs) (laughs) No, I thought maybe it was just Scott and Cody who watched it. But you, you need to see that. That's the one with. it's funny because that guy is also in Dexter. The, the world RoboCop. The, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, the, uh, Jared uh, Kirshner, Kirschman, Kirschner. Yeah. I don't know. The guy, Wait, who, the guy who plays the new RoboCop. No, no, oh, the original RoboCop. Oh, yeah, the original OG, RoboCop. Who, who okay. is the dad in Into Darkness? Um, Star Trek. Oh, yeah, there he's, you go. he's yes, I remember that movie. It's funny because Lithgow is in season four, and then he's in season five. Nice. They're bringing Dexter back. They are, yeah. I was... Um, Not excited. Well, no, I, <laughs> I actually, because I was like, the show can't get any worse than how it ended. Mm. It, the, the final season of that show was the worst ending of any TV show I've ever seen. So that reminds me where... Well, any closing thoughts on the raid? It's I was going to say, sorry. <laughs> John yeah. Lithgow. Yeah, John Lithgow. That reminds me of like earlier... Uh, Andrew was talking about watching these uh, animes that don't have an ending, and I was. I'd gonna, rather take that than get like Game of Thrones season eight. 
Andrew, you ruined my joke. <laughs> you ruined my joke, and I hate Joe. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I'm like, I've never watched a show that didn't end. Oh, that's right. I watched Game <laughs> of Thrones, well, which is funny because the the final season of Dexter was like the season eight Game of Thrones before the season eight Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. I'm so. You know, maybe eventually we do something on, with the Game of Thrones as a series and all this stuff. I'm so mad with Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones season eight is probably above Last Jedi for me as far as like anger because it 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 you can <laughs> watch so much time. You can watch Star Wars and get through the Last Jedi and you're still fine. But you watch six seasons of Game of Thrones and right, you just you can't stop. You have to watch everything, and that will forever and always taint the entire series as a whole i gotcha it makes sense it's just so frustrating so infuriating what ben you look like you got something to say no yeah that's true uh it's (laughs) peter weller peter weller there you go and it's it's the adventures of buckaroo bonsai across the eighth dimension uh oh wait that's the movie i watched with you yeah I, I was pretty sure. Yeah, it was you something. Didn't explain. Yeah, the was Robo- he, was thinking, he was thinking Robocop. You literally just said Robocop. Yeah, yeah. And yeah he yeah. was like, Peter, I haven't Peter seen Weller. It. Yeah, no, I have seen that movie. Okay. okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Speaking of, he, we, he was the 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 villain who thought he was an alien, but he wasn't actually an alien. Right. Speaking of, we, we were having all these small connections to movies <laughs> the that turns into. Our game we're about to play. <laughs> oh, we all are happy with yeah. the raid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Go great. watch. It. I, I do want to like you guys have talked the second one up enough to where I, I'm like I'm. I am interested. So we can talk about this right now. Next week we're going to be talking about the Mandalorian, the first two seasons, uh, as a whole. Obviously, we just finished uh, watching that. So maybe one of the things we can do instead of watching Mandalorian is just get together and watch the second raid. Because we don't have to do an episode dedicated to the second raid. Because it would be more... That's true. It'd be, mm-hmm. Honestly, it'd be more or less this episode. Same. Just be like, hey, it's so freaking awesome. <laughs> go watch this freaking movie. I know, the whole time we're Absolutely watching... go watch the raid. We're yeah. watching the first one. You guys one kept the, bringing up the second. I know, you're just like... It's like, okay, we yeah, got it. Yeah, this one's really cool, but you remember that scene in the second movie? I'm like, stop! <laughs> yeah, it's... it's it's it on steroids. It's just one of those things It's just... Abs- it's just the step from one to two... With how good one is, you go, wait a minute, there's no way two camp. And then you watch two and you're just like, oh, wow. But the, the analogy you make to John Wick 1 and 2, I, I totally understand how yeah. it can get crazier. Yeah, absolutely. But speaking of, we have a game to play. I think I've refined it a little bit. Take a penny, leave a penny. <laughs> I, are, I already love it, but yeah, more right. refinement. So hear me here. So this is the way that I've decided to refine it. I'm going to give you guys <clears throat> the theme of the week, right? Okay. So the theme this week is hand to hand. Okay, all these movies. Ooh, like the, the title raid. of the movie has something to do with martial arts, hand to hand fighting. Something in it has to do with that melee. style, okay. melee right. style, right? That doesn't necessarily mean the movie is a martial arts movie. Mm-hmm. The title itself. Title itself. Okay. The title itself, right? So that's the first thing I'm going to do. Ah. The second thing I'm going to do is I'm still doing the hints. I wrote mm-hmm. hints for them particularly. If you guys don't get it there, you don't want to guess, so waste your first guess, I will then move to the second level, which is reading the IMDB synopsis. Synopsis. Okay. And then if you don't get it after that, I don't know, I yeah. we're all idiots. Yeah. So that's <laughs> it, there's, essentially there's <laughs> levels now. I'll do my fun yep. tip. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't get like it, it, we'll go to the IMDB synopsis. Okay. I like okay. That. All right. Here we go. First movie. Rush out, no. It's a martial art. The Jackie title. Chan's in it. The t- I know, but the title. Oh, the, the title. title. <laughs> exactly. My bad. All right, here we go. You ready? 
Mmm, noodles. You can't expect me to watch this 2008 animated movie on an empty stomach. 2008 animated movie. Noodles. Any guesses? Remember, you just say your name, and, yeah, then, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. only get one guess. I only get one guess. And as a collective, whoever hasn't guessed wants to move on to the IMD synopsis, I will then read the IMD okay. synopsis if you guys want it. Mmm, noodles. 2008 animated movie. Don't watch it on an empty stomach. Kevin. Go Kung ahead. Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda. <sighs> it is Kung Fu Panda. Nice. Good job. Nice. Good job. The Dragon Warrior has to clash against the savage Tai Lung as China's fate hang in the balance. Would you guys... Uh, no. Would you guys... Go, no, no, that was Kung Fu Panda. Oh. Okay. I was just saying, oh. would, you, would, would that have helped you? <laughs> I no. thought that was the next one. I was like, that synopsis, uh, mm, that could be like 100 movies. Yeah. All right, here we go. You ready? It... <clears throat> It makes me so angry when people think I go to parties with people dressed as an- in animal costumes, when instead I'm actually watching this 1972 Bruce Lee classic. It's, is the 1972 Bruce Lee classic the movie? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, I choose my words very particularly. Okay. Uh it makes me so angry when people think I go to parties with people dressed in animal costumes, when instead I'm watching this 1972 Bruce Lee classic. I mean, Andrew. Go ahead. Enter the Dragon. Not Enter the Dragon. I only know two Bruce Lee movies, so. That's why I gave the clue in the way is what, so... To draw it out, what do you call a party that has a bunch of people dressed in animal costumes? What are what are those groups of people? Oh my a gosh. furry con. They're called what? A furry con. <laughs> mm, mm. It makes it makes me angry. Ah, uh, Ben, Fist of Fury. Fist of Fury. Damn it! That I was, was gonna the, say that. I know. Fist I know two Bruce Lee movies, Wait, and one is Fist of Fury. What does that have to do with the animal costume? Furry, furry, furry. And then that's why I said it made me angry. Oh, and Fury. then I also know what was the death one. Game of Death or something. That's yeah. a, okay. I was thinking game because I was like game chicken. So, but here's the thing: Into the Dragon. What is in the title that is martial? There wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Dragon so no kung fist, fu. That's why I, I, to keep the no theme to keep the theme going. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. went with Fist of Fury. All right. Okay. Here we go. Next one. Get over here. Actually, Kevin, Mortal Kombat. No. Oh. You have to wait, bro. Wasted it. <laughs> Actually, you may want to stay away from this 1997 movie sequel. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, knew, I knew someone would. Andrew? Hey, go ahead. Mortal Kombat Annihilation? Mortal Kombat Annihilation! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> That's why you wait for the whole clue. For the record, Kevin. I have not seen that movie because I was told specifically not to. Yeah, yeah you gotta stay away. From by the way, you uh, want to stay away. Raiden is also in Dexter. Oh. There you go. Christopher Lambert? Uh, or Raiden from Annihilation? From Annihilation. Oh. Okay. He's the dad in Dexter. No, I don't have time from Raiden from Annihilation. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh-oh. Not again. That's right. This 1995, 1994 movie is back in the game. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Say that again? Uh-oh. Not again. That's right. This 1994 movie is back in the game. Not again? I hate this. 
Remember, we can always go to, yeah. to IMDb synopsis. Not again. 1994. Which will... Uh, Not this, again. This... Back in the game. 1994. I think I might know, but I, I, I don't know when they came out, so I won't say anything. Yeah, I think I have some ideas. But... All right, I'm going to read the synopsis, and you guys will get it immediately. Okay. Uh, Colonel Guile and various other... Oh, ben, 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 Street Fighter. It's Street Fighter. That's the, uh-oh, not again. I just, it was in last week's I, I had a feeling it was going to be like, oh, okay, this is bad. Don't. There you go. All right, here we go. Shut up and watch this 2010 movie based on a graphic novel. Kevin. Sucker Punch. Not Sucker Punch. Is that even a graphic novel? No. Shh. What'd you say? Shut, Shut up. up and watch this 2010 movie based on a graphic novel. Hmm. There's a lot. But I'm trying to think uh, of one with fists. What's that? Or 2010? Kick. Oh. Ben, 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 Ben. Nah! Kick ass. Kick ass. <laughs> Shut up word. and kick I ass. Literally, yep. I literally you did. said it. I had that's it. The, that's I the had poster. it before you said it, okay. but I was the, like, the poster I, for kick I, ass is shut up and kick ass. ass. I couldn't a good couldn't remember in, in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kick ass. Kick ass. Yeah. All right, here we go. Hey Mickey, you're so fine. You blow my mind in this 2010 movie starring Batman. Andrew. Yes. The fighter. The fighter. Yeah. Which is based on. I wouldn't have got the that. famous box. It's a really good movie. Mickey. Yep. Okay, here we go. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Well, actually, this 2002 comedy comedy fun comes from people getting hurt. Are you the chosen one? Ben. Uh, Kung Pao, Kung end of the Pao. fist. Oh! Kung Pao. There you go. That hurts. Yeah, that hurts. <laughs> I love Kung Pao. Where does it hurt? Maybe in the big bloody spot. Chosen one! <laughs> I'm coming. I I, I I was pretty sure it was it, and then when you said chosen one, it's like yeah, to yeah. this day I can't see a picture of Betty without just laughing. Yeah, because yeah. his hair. Yeah, it's just Betty. Oh, I love, nah, I love Betty. Betty. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is just so quotable. That movie. Oh, God. When they when the dog barks and it's like delayed, and it's like, yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey, did you know Andrew hates women? That's <laughs> sucker. Andrew, 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 Andrew. Oh, sucker punch. It. That is correct. It is sucker punch. Oh, yeah. My fa- my, I will I, never I, live this down. When I wrote when I wrote this, it was so great. I was like, hey, did you know Andrew hates women? That's right. Oh, and this movie came out in 2011. <laughs> See, that was not fair because I was laughing too hard on the yeah. first line. All right, here we go. Two more. Okay. All right, all right. You better hurry up and crouch your tigers and hide your dragons when watching this 2004 action comedy. Two thousand four action comedy. Uh, who was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? I don't know. Mulan. I don't Mulan. That's not the. I'll get. I'll get. No, I was gonna get him off on a different trail. Oh, I thought. Okay, okay. 
Thanks. This this one may be an IMDb synopsis, yeah. but you may even then you may not get it. Okay, go for it then. All right, here you go. In Shanghai, China in the 1940s, a wannabe gangster aspires to join the notorious Axe Gang, while residents of a housing complex exhibit extraordinary powers Andrew, in defending their turf. Uh, oh my gosh. Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle. Dang it. Yeah, would not sorry. Have that. I was like, I had Kung Fu Hustle. The reason why I did the, the Crouch of Tiger here is because of the slow motion. Yeah. Okay. No, uh, I love that movie. That movie is, is yes. so good. That movie is underrated. All right, here we go. We've entered hard mode. Uh, oh. <laughs> With Let's the last one? It. With the last one. I can't. I don't know if I can do this impression, <laughs> but I will do my best. Oh, no. Here we go. Oh. Well, Mr. Penguin, they're all going to laugh at you if you don't sing the Lunch Lady song and watch this 2002 movie. They're all going to laugh at you. 2002 movie. I gave some great hints there. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure you quoted it. No, I didn't quote it. Oh. Laugh at you, Mr. Penguin. Danny who, DeVito? Who am I talking about? Danny DeVito? Lunch Lady Song. Lunch Lady Song? Oh my goodness. Lunch Lady Song. I don't even know. I think we're going to have to move to IMDb. Yeah. All right, hold on. Pulling up. <laughs> Here we go. A frustrated Barry Egan calls a phone sex line to curb his loneliness. Little does he know that he will land in huge trouble and will also jeopardize his relationship with Lena. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, let's. this is why it's hard mode. We're going to bring it all together. Remember, the title of the movie has something to do with yes. uh-huh. melee, physical, mm-hmm. martial arts, or some other. The reference I gave is particular into who the main actor is. Those are all references to his movies. Or his comedy. Danny DeVito? Mr. Penguin, though. Yeah, but the impression doesn't sound like Danny DeVito. I'm sorry, Mr. Penguin. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any other hints you can... Because I don't... Um, McDonald's breakfast menu. Oh, I just had McDonald's. Um. <laughs> I don't think any of us. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> oh, two thousand two. Yeah, two thousand two. Why did you say Steve Buscemi? Because well, it's, it's Egg it's, McMuffin. It's hand- Egg McMuffin from what movie? Oh, uh, Kevin, Big Daddy. No, it's not Big Daddy. But who is the main actor in? It's Big Adam Daddy? Sandler. It's an Adam Sandler movie. Oh, wait. Yeah, what does that have to do with Kung Fu? Uh, <laughs> Big Daddy. <laughs> so the movie, I'm trying to think. the movie I'm referencing is like a romantic movie. I'm trying to... And it's not The Wedding Singer. No. No, because that didn't... Uh... <sighs> <Any reason>? uh... <sighs> oh, Andrew. Yeah. Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk oh. Love. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> I was like, way. in my head, I was like, fist, kick. Uh, and then I was like, punch, punch, drunk love. Punch cool. Drunk Love. Would so, you yeah. guys, we only had to go to IMDb like twice, but do you think yeah. that? I like it. I like yeah, it. I like it. Balance yeah. it out. So I'll, I'll come up with a theme every week and 
Next week, I can already tell you what it is. Next so how week, many did you get in? <clears throat> next week, the theme is Star Wars movies. I think I got like four. <laughs> I got four. The next week, the theme will be people who have been in Star Wars movies. Mm. Ooh. So the movies I pick, will the main actor the raid. will be <laughs> someone who has been in a Star Wars movie. Technically, Carl Urban's been in a Star Wars movie. I'm just saying. I'm not. I I'm, I don't know how nitty gritty I'm gonna get, but wait, are you being serious? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were joking. <laughs> no. Yeah. Huh. Next. Next. Next week because oh, we're doing because the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Right. Next week mm-hmm. we were okay. doing the Mandalorian. Okay. So the ten movies I get will all star someone who is in a Star Wars. Nice. Movie. Nice. There it is. Down with that. All right. Thanks, guys. Yep.